0: This week on Buffy the Gilmore Slayer.
1: It was an amazing joke. I know people are tuning in for diamonds like that. Hello and welcome to Buffy the Gilmore Slayer. I'm Brian Morris.
0: I'm Stacey Kulo.
1: We're comedians. And a couple. And I've never seen Gilmore Girls, one of Stacey's favorite shows.
0: And I've never seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one of Brian's favorite shows.
1: So we're watching both shows together, all seven seasons, comparing them as we go. And this is the season three recap episode, where we're just going to talk about our thoughts and feelings about season three as a whole of both shows.
0: Yeah. Our favorite moments, our least favorite moments, our favorite episodes, and we'll tell you which show won the season. Yep. If you hear rock music... Someone's playing it outside, you know. There's just always something going on out there.
1: New York City, baby.
0: Our Patreon is live, Brian. Yeah? Yeah. Well, not right now when we're recording this, but when this episode comes out, it will be. Cool. The link is in the episode description, and right now there are three different tiers you can sign up for, each offering various bonus content. The first tier is the Gilmore Slayer Early Birds. For people who just can't wait till next week for more podcast fix starting next week with the premiere of season four, every Tuesday afternoon we'll post a three-minute audio clip of the following week's episode. Also in this tier, at the end of every month, you'll get an audio reel of some of the outtakes and deleted moments from our recording sessions that didn't make the podcast that month. Did you know I don't put everything we say, Brent?
1: What? I thought you were putting all the ums and the what's and the jokes.
0: No, I only put in my jokes.
1: Oh. So you'll get That's to a your... really short podcast then.
0: Oh, burn. The second tier we're calling Angel Only Fans.
1: What are we planning on doing for that?
0: Um, naked pictures of Angel.
1: Right. I have a ton.
0: <laughs> no, at this tier you'll get all the benefits already mentioned, plus we're going to start watching the show Angel... Whether you've seen it before or you're like me watching it for the first time, we want you to experience Angel with us. So every week we'll watch an episode of Angel as well and then immediately record a video recapping the episode, sharing our thoughts like we would on the podcast. And these videos will be released every Friday starting on October 15th. So every Tuesday you get new Buffy Gilmore content right here on the podcast and every Friday you get Angel content on Patreon. Nice. Also included in these angel videos for all you Gilmore slash Jess fans, we're going to pretend Jess's spinoff, which we're calling The Jess Mess, actually happened. And much like Meanwhile Uncharmed, Charmed, we'll give you a brief synopsis of what we think happened every week on The Jess Mess based on episode titles provided by our Patreon subscribers. We'll be coming to you for suggestions. And finally, our highest tier, Gilmore Slayer Watch Party, we will include all the things already mentioned, plus once a month we'll be live streaming directly from our living room watching an episode of Buffy or Gilmore Girls that we've already seen. I assume we can't actually stream the show on YouTube without them yelling at us, but you guys can sync your Netflix and Hulus with ours, and we'll all watch together. There'll be like a chat. You can comment along, ask us questions. If we make popcorn, our cat will probably make an appearance. And to kick things off, this Friday night, October 8th, we will be having one of these watch parties at 8 p.m. Eastern. Don't quite know for sure we're watching yet. I think I know. We'll post it on social media. Yep. And to celebrate this launch party watch party for this month only, it will be available to all three subscription levels. Going forward, that's only a bonus for the highest tier, but we want everyone to hang out and celebrate our Patreon launch. So put it in your calendars this Friday, October 8th, 2021, if you're listening to this three years from now, at 8 p.m. Eastern.
1: Set your time machine clocks.
0: (laughs) So you can sign up for Patreon right now. It's live. Again, the link is in the episode description. We'll also put it in our social media bio links.
1: And you know we're going to be drinking some wine at that watch party.
0: Oh, yeah. And don't forget, we recently partnered with Wink.com, an online wine company that ships wine picked specifically for your mouth directly to your door. We didn't watch any episodes this week, but we did have wine when we were thinking of our favorite moments.
1: Yeah, we had 2020 pregame rosé. Yeah,
0: it was good. It's like, light, dry, kind of fruity. Yeah and you can drink wine with us too by going to trywink.com/gilmoreslayer and taking their quiz and ordering whichever wines sound good to you in your mouth yeah. Trywing.com slash Gilmore Slayer. Or I think you can just use Gilmore Slayer at checkout if you somehow arrive there separately from our link. But that link is also in our show notes.
1: It's four bottles for twenty nine ninety five, free shipping for your first order.
0: That's such a good deal.
1: Yeah. You could just try the first order if you want.
0: Yeah. It is a monthly service, but there's like no pressure to get it every month. You can easily skip a month. You can cancel it if you want to. We haven't skipped any months, though. It's great. Yeah. You don't have to go anywhere.
1: Get the yee-yee.
0: Yeah, yee-yee was
1: great. I think we have another five-star review, too.
0: Oh, wow. Wow, you're right. Usually I'm the one that says that.
1: Yeah, but I know you had to burp, so I said it.
0: I did. It's true. I didn't put it in, but thank you so much to Aiden's Roblox rate. I don't understand how those words are related. Do you? No. But thank you. Yeah, thanks. Should we talk about season three?
1: Oh, yeah. Why don't we start with Buffy? Stacey, can you tell us what happened in season three? All of it? All of season three. Okay. Detailed.
0: Man. Okay, so Buffy is in LA to begin with. She ends up going to hell for a little bit, comes back, and then she goes back to Sunnydale, which is also kind of hell. Everyone's like all upset at her for leaving at first, but then they work it out. She's friends with everyone. She's sad because Angel's dead, but Angel's not dead. She puts a ring on the ground and Angel comes back. Unclear how or why he's back, but he's back. And they have romance all season, even though they really shouldn't do that. Also, we meet Faith and Mr. Trick. Mr. Trick ends up working for the mayor, and Faith is another slayer who has a different philosophy than Buffy about slaying and life in general, and they butt heads. They're like frenemies. They're on and off. Faith ends up killing Mr. Trick and taking his job. This whole time, the mayor has apparently been the mayor since season one, and he's been prepping this town for his big ascension day, graduation day. And Willow's still with Oz, Xander's with Cordelia, but not for long, because Willow and Xander have a romance that breaks all that up, but then goes nowhere, and Willow gets back with Oz, and they have sex, and Xander has a little adventure, and he's still fighting with Cordelia, but he's, like, sweet to her in the end, and Cordelia falls in love with Wesley, Buffy's new watcher, because Giles gets fired for being too big of a dad to Buffy... And then Buffy ends up quitting the council after she and the whole school saved the day from the mayor's ascension. Yeah. Did they miss anything? Xander had sex. Yeah, everyone has had sex now.
1: Yeah. Um, Except for maybe Cordelia?
0: Yeah. you think Cordelia would have, though.
1: But even Giles and Joyce had sex this season.
0: Oh, yeah. I was going to say, has Giles had sex? We didn't know if he had sex with Jenny Callender. But yeah, Giles had sex with Joyce. That did happen. Yeah. And Joyce is around still. Or is she? I don't know. Buffy sent her out of town.
1: She's around. So Stacey and I have each come up with a list of our top five moments from each show for this season.
0: Yes. This was hard, by the way. Should I go first?
1: Yeah, you go first.
0: Okay, so my number five moment, my least favorite, favorite moment, is when Giles threatens Snyder to let Buffy back into school.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good one. He,
0: like, pushes him up against a filing cabinet. He's like, I could convince you. And he gets, like, ripper face. I could honestly use, like, so much more ripper face. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a huge offer that this guy was, like, a completely different guy in a different lifetime. I'd just love to see more of that. And... I almost put this as a moment, maybe you did, but like just seeing him as sort of Ripper and Band Candy. He's like a young, innocent, carefree Ripper, not like a I'm going to punch the principal Ripper. Right. But I I feel like there was a little bit of that. And I I just love seeing that. I wish we got to see that more. And I hope we do. That should be the (laughs) spinoff.
1: There was going to be a Watcher spinoff, a Ripper spinoff.
0: I would love that. I would much more learn about Giles' backstory than whatever Angel was doing in Ireland 200 years ago.
1: Yeah, with his weird, anachronistic accent.
0: What's your number five?
1: It's tough. It really is tough.
0: If it's anything like normal, most of our moments will be the same. I don't think
1: so. I think there's going to be two that overlap. Okay. okay? Because I think mine are like subtler moments, honestly. Okay. I really, okay. It's tough because there's like two or three that I just want up on this list, but they just don't. I would say the willow doppelganger hug
0: hug oh willow and so
1: they think willow's dead in the wish or doppelganger land and willow shows up and she's not dead and then everyone rushes to hug her
0: oh i almost put that actually
1: it was just like a really sweet moment they all love her they're all relieved she's alive
0: that is on my honorable mention list for sure that was great
1: yeah i like that moment a lot
0: okay you ready for my number four yeah it is the mayor when he finds out that Faith's not okay and he's like freaking out yeah I love that. I didn't really care about the mayor, but in that moment, I was like, okay, I love the mayor now. I want him to win. I don't care about Buffy. He, just, he loves her so much. I want him to be okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's a great moment. That's like when I kept telling you I love the mayor. I just like remembered that. Yeah. Moment. I was like, no, he cares about Faith. I know he does.
0: Yeah. I was like, oh shit, this episode's going to be good. I should be clear, I'm never, like, hoping Buffy's bad. At this point, I'm invested. I like it. Right, but
1: it gets competitive, especially when you know both are supposed to be big episodes.
0: Yeah, I think when it's the finales and they're both for sure going to be good, it's like, mine's going to win.
1: Right. When it's in the middle of the show, you're like, it could go either way. Who cares? But (laughs) when it's like, this is going to be the best episode this season, it's like, well, I hope my baby wins.
0: (laughs) What's your number four?
1: When Cordelia is killed in The Wish. Because I thought that was such a cool moment, because the way the writing was is that, like, Cordelia's going to learn a lesson and change her attitude, and she's going to be the one to save everybody. And it was like, oh, no, she's totally dead, and the world is fucked. (laughs) Like... Thankfully, Giles is able to kind of put it all together. But like in these types of plot lines, it's the one person who can remember the original world who, you know, is able to change it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm thinking of Bishop from X-Men specifically. But like it was great that it was like, no, she's done. So it was very unexpected. And then like kind of like panic inducing because you're like, what's going to is the world just going to be this now? Yeah. What's your number three?
0: This one I maybe cheated because I couldn't decide on one moment. I had a lot of little moments that were kind of all linked thematically. But it's just Buffy and Giles's general journey this season. Mm. Specific moments I'm thinking of is when he betrayed her in that episode where he had to like drug and test her. Yeah, and she was like, "What the hell?" Thought we were cool. Yeah. But then at the end of that episode, we find out that like he just loves her so much and he's fired because he's too big of a dad. Right. And then just like their journey through Wesley was super funny and cute. Mm-hmm. Like how they both bonded over how much they hated him. Right. And then after she broke up with Angel and he offered to take her out for ice cream and then at prom he takes her umbrella so she can dance with Angel. It was just all um all very cute. So, yeah, I I know that's not a moment, but those were all good little moments that go together.
1: I hear that. Giles was great this season.
0: I mostly had Giles moments, and I was like, I can't just have five Giles moments. (laughs) Three of my five are still Giles, though.
1: Yeah. I think my number three is... um, Do you not know? It's the mayor reacting to Faith being hurt. It's uh-huh. the one you had earlier. So there is overlap. So I was trying to think if I should swap that out. That would be my number three. That was just such a great moment.
0: Don't swap it out if that's your truth, boo.
1: But I think what I will say instead, since we kind of said that, is I would say there's a Gile reaction you haven't mentioned that really sticks with me. Okay. And that's that moment where Buffy comes back from L.A., mm. and so, like, she's safe, and he, like, reads her, and then he goes into the kitchen and, like— The tea. To get tea and has to, like, have a moment of being relieved. hmm I was like, oh, that—like, I felt that. Yeah. What's your number two? Now we're getting down.
0: Oh, man. This is going so fast. Um— when Buffy realizes her mom had sex with Giles, oh yeah, coupled with the tree smack at the end, I had to watch it like five or six times. Giles walking into that tree, mm-hmm. that's great because that, he did it. The actor did it. Maybe the tree was a stunt double, but Giles was real.
1: He added that. That wasn't in the script. Really? Mm-hmm. How do you know this? Because it's just like trivia. I don't think he like improvised it. I think he said like, "Get me a tree." Be funny if I walked into a tree, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It wasn't written, but he. And wrote. they were
1: like, "Well, we were going to spend a lot of money on the mayor for the season finale, but I guess we could use some of that money for a fake tree." Which is why the mayor looks so shitty at the end. (laughs) You know what's funny is that I have the exact same number two moment. Really? Yeah. The tree smack or Joyce? The Joyce reveal of her having sex with Giles. I mean, the whole slow burn of that because- Twice? (laughs) They're alluding to it all season, but the final coming out of that was great.
0: Yeah, yeah. It is in like three or four episodes where they sort of suggest it probably happened, but don't super say until that episode. You ready for my top moment?
1: I am ready for your top moment.
0: Spike and Joyce.
1: Spike and Joyce.
0: Yeah. They're just like having cocoa and like talking about their problems. Actually, the part where Angel comes in right after that is all part of that. The whole scene where Spike is at Joyce's house. Yeah. Because she like trusts Spike over Angel because Angel's evil at this point in her mind. Yeah. That was all very funny.
1: It's funny though because she like did threaten Spike with an axe at some point. (laughs) But she sort of got over that.
0: You mean last season?
1: Yeah, in season two. Yeah,
0: yeah. But they're best friends they're now. they besties
1: now. She knows how to make him cocoa the way he likes it.
0: Yeah. I thought that was great.
1: That was great. My number one, though, is the Buffy-Faith fight.
0: In the last episode?
1: Graduation Day Part 1.
0: Yes, yes. I think they fought a couple other times, but yes.
1: Yeah, I think the fight was... It was good because it was one of the ones where Buffy like didn't have a clear advantage or wasn't. It was. It seemed very fair. It didn't seem like she was getting her ass kicked, but it also didn't seem like she was kicking Faith's ass. And also, it was different because in previous ones, it's like she's fighting the guy who's going to destroy the world, you know. And this one, it's like personal. Mm -hmm. It's like I have to kill you because I want to save my lover's life. I have to do this, and it's like kind of outside of Buffy's normal nature. Uh, And so it just seemed more gritty to me than, like, I'm doing the right things to save the world. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and her, like, killing her is big.
1: Yeah, but also the fight just, I think it was choreographed really well. We both talked about how in a lot of the fights in Buffy, you can really see the stunt doubles. I mean, it's just really obvious a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. But in this one, I feel like they did a really good job of hiding the stunt doubles. Like, sure, if you're squinting and looking, you could be like, well, that's probably a stunt double. But I feel like in general, just watching it, it just looks like the two actors fighting. Yeah, you're right. So I think that has to be my number one.
0: Do you have any honorable mentions?
1: Oh, yeah. I've got Ani's. <laughs>
0: We're kind of doing it out of order. Maybe we should have done that before our tops, but let's do them anyway.
1: There's so many from Earshot.
0: Yeah. Earshot's good.
1: I really love Cordelia in Earshot. That, like, whatever she thinks, she just immediately says verbatim. Yep. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, Cordelia speaks her mind. She doesn't filter that at all.
0: Um, One of mine is Angel coming back. The reveal when his body shows up on the ground. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? Because I didn't necessarily see that coming at all. Right. As much as I was disappointed with how they don't really justify how he came back or what the ring, the ring had nothing to do with it. It was just random that she happened to sit down.
1: Yeah, the ring has nothing to do with it, apparently.
0: Just seeing him come back was exciting. Yeah. Do you have any other ones?
1: Yeah, I mean, they've sort of already been touched on, uh, like the ice cream line from Giles or when Buffy kind of asked him to take her ice skating.
0: Yeah, he totally ignores her. He's like, I gotta drug you. Just be quiet.
1: <laughs> Sounds so awful. I mean, it is awful, but... Yeah, it's really dark. Buffy's introduction in The Wish.
0: Yeah, I had that as kind of an honorable mention that I deleted. Just like the general alternate universe of The Wish.
1: Yeah, I and I know we disagree about this. I understand that. But I really liked Willow pretending to be evil Willow. I just really loved her being like, Why don't you go check outside? I don't know where you went. It just in seems like silent outside.
0: <laughs> land. Yeah. No, I liked that part of it. There were certain things about it that I didn't like.
1: I thought it was great when I got her her hand stuck in the girl's hair. I, you hated that joke. I no,
0: I it. didn't. I liked that joke.
1: I thought it was very funny. Okay, I'm, I don't want to misrepresent you. Maybe I'm misremembering.
0: I just didn't like the general vibe of like this person having to pretend to be someone they're not. I feel like I've seen that trope in like sitcoms and stuff. But some of the specific jokes were very funny. Yeah. Uh, my last one is Angel punching Xander. Yeah. And we sure. think it's justified because he's evil, but he's not.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, also that moment with Giles. Yeah, all of them. No, there was, like, two moments with Giles. One where Angel visits him.
0: I almost had that, too. And
1: then he pulls out his crossbow. But, I love that. But also that moment where, like, Buffy kept it secret, and it's sort of this, like, gray area where you're kind of like, well, who's right here? You know, it seems like Xander's kind of really jumping down in your throat for this, but then, like, Giles is like, you know, he tortured me for hours for fun, mm-hmm. and it was just like, yeah, it's, this is intense, like... <laughs>
0: Yeah, I loved when Giles, like, left the door to grab the crossbow.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, obviously, uh, it's not like, I wouldn't say it's top ten, but the, obviously, obviously, the Wesley Cordelia kiss is also a very funny comedic moment.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: lied, guys. We did our top five, plus a bunch of other ones. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, we don't want to dwell on the negative moments, but even good TV is flawed, and there were some bad moments this season. Not as many as season two or one, but we've each chosen our worst moment of the season, and maybe some dishonorable mentions. I'll start. So I almost said Xander's stupid friends in the Zeppo. I almost said Xander's masturbation hand puppet joke.
1: Oh yeah, that was really cringy.
0: I almost said them just burning people at the stake inside City Hall. Makes no sense. But I think my true least favorite moment is the reveal of that guy Pete... In Beauty and the Beasts, who's just, like, a shitty dude who's beating up his girlfriend and, like, making potions in random closets.
1: Making macho juice.
0: Yeah, it was just, like, a stupid monster. It was a late reveal in the episode. That episode was, like, fine,
1: actually. Except for the main plot. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I liked that it was like several different monsters and they were trying to figure out like if it was Oz or if it was Angel and everyone's got all these like secrets, but I don't know. I I didn't like that, but it was probably one of the weaker episodes of the season for sure. Yeah. But it wasn't that bad. Much better than Inca Mummy Girl and Reptile Boy.
1: You're right though. They had to like explain what had happened like after it was all over, essentially. They're like walking down the hallway and they're like, okay, so this is what happened in this episode.
0: Yeah. Scott Hope was there for like a minute. Those were like his friends.
1: Oh, yeah. Is he alive? I
0: don't know. He didn't seem to be at prom. What's your least favorite moment?
1: So it's it's hard to say this is a moment, but my least favorite thing about this season is the Xander and Willow romance.
0: I knew you're going to say that.
1: I, it, 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 I hate it so much. Here's the deal: if they had had them actually fall in love and date, I would not have a problem with it. But they didn't. They just it was so clearly like, ooh, let's write this in just to like shake things up, and then let's completely abandon that storyline. Almost to the point of pretending it didn't happen.
0: Yeah, because they just like couldn't stay away from each other. It doesn't make any sense that they would just like be able to.
1: Yeah, and like be friends again. Like just best friends hanging out all the time.
0: I bet they were just like, people want this. We don't really want them to be together. Let's just try this.
1: Yeah, and I'm guessing they wanted to add some drama like with Cordelia to let her be like mean again. But, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. And, like, there's, like, one reference to it in Doppelgang Land, where Xander's like, oh, I thought we don't touch that way anymore. But it's like, but don't you want to? Wasn't that the whole point? Is that yeah. you, like, are desperate? And they just abandoned it so hard. I just, I hated it. It shouldn't have been in the season.
0: Maybe it would be nice if, like, Willow was like, no, nah, I do want to be with Oz. I'm so sorry. But, like, Xander was still pining after Willow. Because yes. it used to be, like, Willow pining after Xander. That would have been kind of a fun.
1: Yeah, that would have been great. That would have been real feeling.
0: Because then he doesn't get Cordelia back, but he's not pining after either of them? Yeah. Like, unless you start dating someone new, you're not just, like, over someone that quickly.
1: Absolutely. Cordelia or Willow. Exactly. He would be depressed that he would, and I'd love to hear him talk about how he wants to be with Willow, and he can't. Or it was a big mistake, and he wants to be back with Cordelia, and he can't, you know? But no, he's just like, meh, I'm over it.
0: Yeah. Boo.
1: Yeah, I just, I hated that so much.
0: Okay, Brian, what do you think is the best episode of season three of Buffy? Earshot. Oh.
1: I thought about it long and hard. I just think it's a really well done episode. It's a good who done it or who's gonna do it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a throwback because they haven't had that in a while. Like the puppet show, and you know, there's other ones. Or the one you mentioned about the macho guy. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast was kind of like that. It's sort of like solving a mystery and it's gotta be one of them. And also it was just like really funny. There was a ton of funny lines in the episode. But also the fight scenes with the demons were pretty good.
0: Yeah, I really liked when Angel went and fought the demon to get the heart for Buffy.
1: Yeah. And there's also, like, little things that were subtle that I liked, like the fact that the, like, one demon throws the knife, and another one knows to duck. They never explain that, but, like, if you think about it, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Right. So, yeah, I think the episode was just, it just fired on all cylinders, which was sad that it didn't get aired. Yeah. Until my, I mean, I didn't see it until the season was over.
0: Your shot made my top five.
1: What is your top number one, though?
0: I went with enemies.
1: Enemies is good.
0: The more Faith switches Angel over to Evil Angel, supposedly, and him and Buffy lie to trick Faith into giving them information. Mm-hmm. So intense. It so was much, intense, yeah. So much like mystery and intrigue. And I love Evil Angel.
1: I liked his interactions with the mayor quite a bit.
0: Yeah. And then to find out that he was like actually good Angel pretending to be that character was like, oh, Angel can act.
1: But can David Boreanaz? Uh,
0: he, you know, he he does a good job as Evil Angel, which is why... He does. ...why I like to see it. But there was a lot about that episode. Angel punching Xander. Faith kills that demon. Just another, like, kill. Right. Showing she really has gone dark. The reveal at the end where this, this like, shadowy figure is Giles' old friend was very funny yeah i don't know it just was like a different format where it was sort of like a twist yeah like we were twisted it wasn't like and the murderer is the student that we only showed you one time right it's like whoa everyone was lying to me Mm -hmm. and there are several moments where you didn't know which way it was gonna go and it kind of like sets everything up like they learned a lot of information about what was going to happen on graduation in that episode Mm -hmm. so it's like this is where we're going the rest of the season now faith clearly is not going to be on our side again at this point. The line is
1: drawn. So do you have any predictions, Stacey, for season four of Buffy?
0: I don't know, man. Not really. I feel like it's kind of a clean slate with going to college. I mean, I feel like Giles will probably be a professor at the college. He needs a new job now that he blew up his library.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I know Will is going to be gay, so that leads me to Oz theories. Yeah. I could see them just writing Oz out. and He, like, moved away over the summer. Or I could see her having to break up with him after realizing things about herself. Sure. I truly don't know how Xander will be involved. Maybe he'll end up going to college. Maybe he just, like, works somewhere on campus and hangs around. Maybe he's a janitor.
1: He's just a janitor the rest of the show?
0: But other than that, it's, like, hard to know. We got to deal with what happened with Faith. Is she just going to hang around in the hospital forever? Uh. Is there going to be a new mayor? Uh Joyce is going to be all weird about Buffy not living at home anymore. She's like, you never come home for dinner. Nah. <laughs>
1: Well, Buffy can't afford to go to college, so Joyce makes a deal with Buffy. She'll pay for her college, but she has to come over for dinners.
0: Okay. But other than that, I mean, it really is, like, open world. Like, it could be anything. There's nothing else really to tie up.
1: It's true. I don't want to give you any spoilers by saying really anything. Thank you. There are some real good episodes in season four, though.
0: I'm excited to watch them with you.
1: I'm excited for it to be in, like, full-screen HD now.
0: Oh, yeah. I bet there's some new haircuts.
1: Oh, yeah. I feel like Sarah Michelle Gellar looks great this season. Like, her hair looks great. In season four? Mm-hmm. Are we going to address Y2K? That's coming up. Yeah, it's a demon. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an episode of Charmed. It I, I probably is. Like, honestly, I will not be surprised if that's one of the dumb summaries we read. Y2K throws Piper through a wall. <laughs> that was a summary we read, that two people got thrown through a wall.
0: That was the season finale.
1: Yeah. Okay. Love you, Charmed. So glad I didn't watch you.
0: Speaking of which, should we move on?
1: And not do any more Charmed?
0: No. Is there anything else you want to say about Buffy?
1: No, when are we going to watch season four?
0: Probably today, if you want.
1: Maybe we should wait till Sunday.
0: What are you talking Why?
1: I don't know, I just, Maybe we should watch it on Sunday.
0: Okay. Why?
1: Sunday's my favorite.
0: I don't. Are you making some joke I don't understand?
1: Yes, I am.
0: Okay. Well, it's not funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. What? We'll watch it tonight, I guess.
0: Any last thoughts on Buffy Season 3? Did you enjoy yourself?
1: I did. I think Season 3 Buffy is pretty well written as far as, like, every episode is fairly solid. Like, I don't think there's any episodes, other than Amends, there's just so much in Amends that was kind of like, and I brought you back from the dead for, like, maybe a plan, I don't know, I'm gone. <laughs> like, alright, cool first. And the
0: snow just fixed so much. Yeah. And the flashbacks, I was excited to see more flashbacks, but they weren't that good.
1: No. But other than that, like, the whole season really did a good job of, like, flowing together and, like, utilizing stuff. Like, even the idea that Buffy has handcuffs in Graduation Day Part 1 that she probably got from her mom and Giles. Yeah. Having sex and band candy, which is, like, a throwaway one episode, but it still affected the outcome.
0: Yeah, I would say the whole season, like, built pretty well. We talked a little bit about how the faith transformation seemed abrupt. Yeah. Like, in Enemies specifically, she's suddenly, like, just so evil, like, gonna torture Buffy. I agree. But... I think they tried to show us that, like, no, this girl's a lot different than Buffy. She does things a different way. She's not afraid to, like, do dirty things.
1: We're also binging the show, and I feel like watching it week to week, sometimes even more than a week, it might feel like more time is passing. Yeah. So it feels like, oh, yeah, she's a little more evil, but it's been, like, two weeks, you know? Right. I also liked the mayor and face relationship. I wish we had gotten a little bit more mayor, I think.
0: Yeah, he was not in a lot of the episodes.
1: Yeah. Or if he was, he was just sort of like, he'd walk in and be like, oh gosh, and then leave.
0: Yeah. Overall, I think it was a more cohesive arc to everything than season two. Season two had some more like random bad episodes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Season two also had good writing, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I maybe liked parts of season two more than season three.
1: But season two had episodes that just didn't really work. Uh-huh. Like, Bad Eggs was just not a great episode. You know, Go Fish is not a great episode.
0: No. Well, this didn't have as many, like, bad episodes.
1: Exactly. I don't think there was a single episode other than Amends, maybe, that, like, really kind of hit, missed the mark.
0: People don't like gingerbread, but it was fine.
1: Yeah, I got Gingerbread wasn't perfect. Any episode that showcases Joyce that much is not, it's gonna suffer.
0: All right, should we move on? Let's do it. And now for a special segment we like to call... Meanwhile Meanwhile on Charmed.
1: Charmed is another popular WB show airing around the same time that neither of us has seen.
0: But we've been discussing it anyway.
1: Based only on its IMDb summaries.
0: That's right, and now we're going to recap what we think happened on Charmed Season 3. Take it away, Brian.
1: All right, so this is what we think happened. Meanwhile on Charmed Season 3... Piper has low-key married Leo the dog over the summer, since they assumed most people wouldn't approve of a human-dog marriage.
0: But later, they figure out a way to temporarily turn him into a man so they can have a legal, socially acceptable public wedding for their family and friends.
1: And the powers that be, the group that tries to keep humans from mating with animals.
0: But even later, they're like, no, Leo's a dog, fuck it, we're having a public wedding for everyone to see and we don't care who knows it.
1: They, of course, are known for having very loud sex, so they temporarily move into a small house in the backyard.
0: They ultimately decided to move back into the mansion, but that house is still there if anyone needs it.
1: We got a bit of a Buffy crossover with the old man from the Slayer Fest episode.
0: That's right. He uses Cole, a bartender from the club, and his twin brother, Kale, both half-demon, to cause tension and get information on the sisters.
1: But despite him being half-demon and trying to mess with the family, Phoebe falls in love with Cole and lets him go free when she has the opportunity to to capture him.
0: But Cole's feelings for Phoebe are reciprocated and he tries to earn the sisters' trust by going undercover with the Underworld Brotherhood a group of bro demons with horns.
1: The sisters' trust in Cole kind of wavers all season but it seems like they ultimately decide to trust him after he distracts a group of beefy German twins sent by his former old man mentor with dance choreography.
0: Oh yeah. And they get famous on the early internet and go on tour but Cole stays with Phoebe.
1: We are briefly led to think that Cole seeks the help of an alchemist to remove his human side so he can become fully demon.
0: But turns out it's just part of a complicated process where you must become fully demon so you can lose your soul and become fully human.
1: And in the season finale, the sisters bring a special doctor to the house to help Cole complete this transformation.
0: But that's not all that happens this season. They, of course, have a lot of neighbor drama between their demon neighbor played by Al Pacino and their non-magic but magic-aware neighbor played by Tom Hanks.
1: Right. Prue hides her lack of witch powers for several episodes, but after a rogue spell makes her temporarily experience all the pain in the world, she tells her sisters the truth, and they call upon the genie to reinstate her powers and make her a cartoon again.
0: But then Prue and Phoebe bond when Prue takes her into her painting world to save two young girls from evil trolls.
1: We find out that the sisters' powers aren't as strong when they're fighting.
0: But luckily, the demon who taught them that was very dumb and loud and wouldn't stop asking for shawls, and he was not hard to beat.
1: A she-demon and an impending class reunion make Piper go all coyote ugly, until John Goodman saves the day again.
0: The sisters are visited by their dad, Victor, who after deciding his daughters will never give him grandchildren, adopts a demon who is pretending to be a child.
1: Prue's former captor, Antonio Sabato Jr., returns to win in Prue's heart by wrestling with a demon in the underworld, which does not work out for him.
0: And after eating some cursed shrimp at a western-themed steakhouse, Phoebe is almost destroyed by little crabs with guns.
1: Prue, in general, is just really struggling emotionally between the bake-off and accepting that preventing death is pretty much hopeless.
0: But she comes to terms with her mother's death after a drunken weekend of watching Terminator 3 and meeting the demon who killed her mother, who recently drunkenly watched Predator 2.
1: The sisters are tortured by four of the seven deadly sins and have sex with a sloth.
0: Prue gets temporarily turned into a Siberian Husky and sniffs Leo's butt. God, where are the powers of be with all this animal stuff?
1: Daryl, the invisible boy who lives in the cupboard, has grown into an invisible man. He's still hanging out, I guess.
0: Yeah, we didn't talk about Andy much this season. I wonder what he's up to. And a lot of other things happened.
1: But the season ends with the demon Shax, a demon with giant arms and a tiny body, bursting into the mansion and throwing Prue and Piper through a wall. Cole's
0: sole doctor happens to still be on the scene, but he's not a medical doctor.
1: Will he be able to save them?
0: Find out next time.
1: This has been Meanwhile Uncharted.
0: Okay, Brian, please give us your summary of season three of Gilmore Girls.
1: Okay, so season three of Gilmore Girls starts off with Rory in D.C. She's been gone all summer, and it turns out she has not dealt with her situation with Jess at all. She kissed him last season, hasn't even written him a single letter. She's like on autopilot with her relationship with Dean. She clearly doesn't really want to be with him, but he hasn't done anything wrong, so she doesn't know how to end it. Meanwhile, her relationship with Paris is getting stronger, they're closer. Paris is dating somebody now. Also, Lane is going to find someone to date this season. She's got a band now, and she's fallen in love with one of the band members. Meanwhile, Lorelai and Rory are dealing with the fallout of Christopher's announcement that he's going to have a baby with his soon-to-be new wife. What's her fucking name? Sherry. Mm Mm-hmm. The season's also about Rory's last year at high school. She's applying to colleges. She's struggling to get good grades, get her application done, trying to figure out where to go. And that brings up a lot of struggle with her grandparents who really want her to go to Yale, despite the fact that she's been wanting to go to Harvard her entire life. So that brings up a lot of tension between her and Lorelai, and her grandparents try to manipulate her to go to Yale. Spoiler: she goes to Yale.
0: Whoa! Well, you don't know that yet.
1: I guess I don't know that, but she gets into Yale, and she plans on going to Yale. She also gets to a big fight with Paris, because this season's also about student council. The senior class president is manipulative, just like Emily, but worse. And she undermines their relationship. So Paris and Rory are on the outs and fighting. Especially, mostly this is Paris's fault. <laughs> and that girl's
0: name is? Franny close. Fanny. No. Frey. No.
1: Frando. It's Frando. Frando Carlisian.
0: <laughs> is not Franny? No. Fran is the woman who owned the bakery.
1: It's got to be Franny.
0: You think they'd have a, someone named Franny and there was someone named Fran? What's her name? Francie.
1: Oh my God. Come on. This. That's what I said. Franny is so close to Francie.
0: To be fair, I think Christopher's mom's name is Francine, which is actually kind of close to Francie, but she's not around much.
1: Francie sounds like a fake name. The big story this season, though, really, the big, big story is Rory's relationship with Jess. A lot of the seasons, her trying to decide what to do with Dean. Her heart says she's in love with Jess, but she feels obligated to stay with Dean. But eventually, Dean just breaks up with her because he can't stand the fact that she is like clearly pining over someone she's not with. So she ends up dating Jess. Everything's well, except it's not. The season's about how Jess is kind of a dick, uh, not a very communicative lo- lover.
0: If he's even in an episode, there's so many episodes they don't even show their relationship.
1: You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But the season's about her trying to navigate this relationship when she's with somebody who she clearly is like head over heels for but isn't maybe right for her or at least they're not right for each other at that moment. Ultimately, they break up and it's 100% his fault. The other big story is Lorelai's inn burns down, so she's able to buy her dream inn with some money she got from her father's investment under her name, and that's what I assume next season's going to be all about, is them getting the inn up and running. That's it. So her and Suki ha- have an inn. They own it together. It's going to be great, and also, obviously, Rory graduates valedictorian. She repairs her relationship with Paris, and she gets ready to go to Yale.
0: And Suki's pregnant. So
1: Suki's pregnant and Lorelai is sort of on the outs with her parents because she paid back the high school student loans, making Friday night dinners not an obligation for her anymore. Rory takes student loans out for Yale from her grandparents, obligating Rory, but Lorelai technically isn't obligated. But there's drama, baby. There's a lot
0: of stuff with Jess and Luke with Jess not succeeding and failing high school because he's working too much.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I mean, Jess just fails on so many levels. I think he has a high opinion of himself and constantly all season thinks that he'll be able to overcome things because he's smarter than most people, but he can't overcome everything. And by the time he realizes that he's made a mistake, he can't fix it. And he's unable to bring himself to face his own consequences and be honest with people like Rory about what he did.
0: Wow. it's deep. And Luke has a girlfriend.
1: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> he doesn't go he dates off screen.
0: She shows up way more than Alex.
1: Yeah, I didn't even mention Alex. <laughs> All
0: right, just like for Buffy, we got moments, we got our top fives.
1: Oh, we got moments.
0: Brian, what is your first Gilmore Girls top five moment?
1: Okay, uh, top five moments. Uh, it's hard to say. Um, honestly, I think one of my top five moments, honestly, is... Ooh, this is tough.
0: Did you not do
1: them yet? No, I ha- I have like a bunch of other ones that I've di- and I just don't know which one I want to make. Like I see. my final, you know what I mean? I've got like six here that aren't the top five, and I'm uh, mm-hmm. trying to decide which one of these.
0: Yeah, I cheated a little here too. I kind of did a Giles-Buffy relationship with yeah. Okay. Girls uh, Moments. My top
1: five is uh, the-, the whole Jets relationship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so dumb. I- it can't be that one. I like that one a lot,
0: though. What is it?
1: The Kirk hockey announcing. That was so funny. That could be a moment. It's so funny.
0: Is that your number five? Yeah. Okay.
1: It's just so dumb, but like every time they do it back to him, it was, they found a way to make it funny again. Mm hmm. He's announcing hockey and he doesn't know anything about hockey. It's a joke on top of a running joke where he's taking any job he can get, but he's just at this like little bitty baby nightstand table with like a giant thing of like tea in front of him and just like kind of guessing what's happening.
0: They never really say if he works a ton of jobs concurrently or if he just keeps quitting them
1: that's true i feel like sometimes it's just he, there's no way he isn't working them simultaneously right i don't know how you could train for some of these new jobs but yeah you're right i guess we don't know
0: like i'm not sure if we ever see him at the same place more than once
1: right what's your number five
0: it's a little multi-pronged but i'm gonna go with emily blurting out that she saw tricks kissing a man in a tracksuit
1: oh yeah that's a great scene
0: the whole episode, just her being like super giddy that she had something on her, was very funny. Kind of tied into this and maybe cheating is the moment where she realizes she eats her dinner really slow. In that other episode, she'll really piss off Tricks, just like the empowerment she felt with that.
1: Mm hmm, mm
0: hmm. And also the line from Tricks where she's like, I'm not a bee. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's so funny. Well, would I'm lo- not a bee. <laughs> God, Trix is so evil.
0: She's so evil, but it Emily's so evil.
1: I know, so you, she has to be doubly evil for Emily to be the underdog.
0: Yeah. I almost went with I'm not a bee, but I specifically chose the moment where she blurts out the tracksuit thing, because everyone's reaction is hilarious, too. Like, There's all these other old women that like literally clutch their pearls, and Richard reacts very funny, and we later find out Richard thinks it's actually funny. Yeah. It was fun. What
1: about you? What's your number four? Uh, number four is going to have to be the graduation speech. Oh. Honestly, if I'm being totally real, I don't know that the writing here was anything exceptional.
0: You're right. I agree.
1: Like, the speech wasn't like, oh my god, that's insightful in a way I hadn't thought of. Really, it was like, she's like, my mom's great and I want to be like my mom.
0: I think a lot of it was in the performance, like legit watching the actress cry in response.
1: Totally. And also, it's just like, we just want to hear her say that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. we want to hear her say that, not just to her mother, but also in front of her grandparents.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like, seeing all those reactions in the moment where, I don't know, the actors did great responding to the speech.
1: Yeah. So it was just, I don't know, it was a great moment even though like the speech itself wasn't anything fabulous you know like the writing didn't blow me away but like the moment was still really good mm-hmm. still liked it a lot what about you
0: i went with Kat kirk
1: <laughs> yeah
0: i really like the thanksgiving episode in general i think all the stops they make are very fun yeah i think we actually didn't vote for the thanksgiving episode because it was up against the wish
1: oh that's a tough so one it was a
0: really tough one yeah and I was, like, thinking of different moments from that episode. Like, I love those random guests at the Gilmore house. Like, there's, like, the French couple. They're having a big fight, but they have to, like, keep translating for her.
1: Oh, yes. That's very funny, yeah.
0: But Kat Kirk is, like, a runner in that episode. And every every moment of it's hilarious. With the cherry on top of the pumpkin pie at the end. Yeah. It's not what you do with dessert. But, you know, of him in the gazebo. Because <laughs> yeah. he can't sleep at his house. He was a good runner tying together a beautiful episode.
1: It was. What's your number three? The door scene. The door scene. So,
0: oh, I know what you're talking about.
1: There's this scene where Rory goes to talk to Jess because he has not been communicating to her since the fight, and so she like gets the courage to like go talk to him. So she goes up to the door. It's one of those la 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 moments where they just play music over it, and she just like can't bring herself to open the door, so she leaves. And then she thinks better of it and she comes back to the door, and then she leaves. And then Jess is like, "I'm gonna go talk to her," and he walks to the door, and then he decides not to, and then he walks to the door. I don't know, I just, it just pulled on my heartstrings in a way that, like, I don't know, like, you care about both. And as an observer, you're like, I see what you guys don't. You both love each other yeah go to each other now there's problems that they have I'm not saying that they are gonna work but like that moment was you guys both love each other and like you both have the inability to say something Rory honestly doesn't she didn't do anything wrong so I it's not like oh you should have gone in there and talked to him really it's on Jess to fix this
0: yeah I think she's over chasing him at that point
1: yeah but also it's just like please guys talk please make it work it's cute that Luke was watching it too yeah.
0: That's interesting because you recently told me you hate the lalas.
1: I do, but I love that scene.
0: Because of the lalas. Mm hmm. Maybe you like the lalas.
1: Maybe I like the lalas. It's hard to say.
0: I'd love to tell you my number three, but our superintendent is having a loud conversation in the hallway.
1: Or, as he would call it, a conversation at normal speaking volume.
0: <laughs> I don't. Is it going to stop? That sounded not great.
1: What's your number three?
0: Sherry screwed up.
1: Oh, man, yeah. So funny. So funny.
0: I remember really liking that episode. Totally forgot about that line and that part of it. It's just, it's so over the top that these women don't have any idea what a birth is supposed to be like. <laughs> They're yeah. just so all career driven. But yeah. she says it like four times. Funny every time.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah, Sherry ep- and
0: Rory are very funny in that episode.
1: That episode's great. It's super funny.
0: Mm-hmm. I knew it was like memorable because of the flashbacks, but it was a very funny episode.
1: Okay, so my number two is Dave's speech to Miss Kim.
0: I had it on a a working list. I thought it might show up on your list.
1: No, it was great. All of it was. This long rehearsed thing. It was like a fun speech. It was like a little funny, but also heartfelt. Mm-hmm. Also, like, it showed a lot of bravery for David because, like, Mrs. Kim is terrifying.
0: Yeah. I uh, really like Lane.
1: Yeah. But also, like, it just also led to the next very funny scene of her talking to him saying, <laughs> like, you read the Bible in one night? I've only done that three times. Yeah. Which is, I guess, a different scene. But I, I really liked that scene. It's kind of the first time I really got invested in Lane's relationship. Uh, I mean, We'd seen Dave before and Dave it has been important before. But that scene, where we're really like, oh, no, Dave is going to run the extra mile for her.
0: You know, that's nice, right?
1: Yeah. So this scene in particular, we, we you and I talked about this scene a lot. Yeah. Because she quotes Shakespeare, and it just seems rather nonsensical. Doesn't seem like it's really related to what they're talking about. And then later, he comes back, and he's like, what did that mean? Can I take it to prom or not, you know? And she says, it's Shakespeare. I like to goof off, too, you know? And that was confusing to us. But I thought about it, and what I think that scene was saying was... I know that you're not going to marry Lane because she says you can take her to prom, but you're not going to marry her. Mm -hmm. Miss Kim has made it clear you're going to marry a Christian Korean man. But I think her saying I think goofing off isn't always bad is like saying I know this isn't going to lead to marriage, but I do see some value in the quote unquote goofing off because it doesn't lead to marriage of going to prom with this boy. Like, ultimately, this doesn't serve my final plan for my daughter to get married to who I want. But this is a form of goofing off that I can approve of.
0: So do you think if Dave hadn't run out at that moment, she would have let him go to prom with her then?
1: Yeah, maybe. I think so. And Dave just
0: kind of leaves.
1: Right. It's hard to say. Miss Kim was also processing a bunch of emotions in that moment. So I don't know. But I feel like maybe that's what she was saying. You going to prom with Lane doesn't serve any real purpose because you're not who she's going to marry. But I, too, sometimes do things that don't serve... What the fuck? You throw a body down the stairs, Taco? <laughs> did you kill the guy you were arguing with?
0: Are we just scraping it off the ground? What is... It did sound like a body fell down the hallway
1: stairs before. Well, Baco's cleaning it
0: up. Yeah. We live in such an interesting place, Brian.
1: Yeah. It's no Stars Hollow.
0: No. More It's more of a Sunnydale. It is on a Hellmouth, though. Queens.
1: All right, Stace. what's your number two moment?
0: It's kind of another pronged one, but okay, okay. my jumping off point is however it happened, the Yale merch ending up in the wall. Oh, uh, yeah. The reveal of Rory coming home and seeing that her mother, whether she did it herself or got some help, accepted that she's going to Yale and put all the stuff up in her room. But the pronged answer is everything leading up to that Yale decision. Yeah. The visit to Yale, that episode was great. I mean, I know it was like devious of Richard, but it made for good TV.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: It started with them like super happy having fun on the campus and ends with just like great classic Gilmore brawl. I loved the fight at Thanksgiving, sort of. I mean, Lorelai was being very unreasonable, but I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. It was a good fight. Rory had to like admit in front of all these people that she had applied to Yale. Yeah. I loved when they found out that she got into all three schools. Mm -hmm. And the moment when Emily and Richard find out and get all excited and kiss her. Mm -hmm. That was really
1: nice. It was.
0: So yeah, just her whole shift from Harvard to Yale.
1: Yeah, that specifically that merchandise moment, the Yale stuff. That was great. That was a good moment. Mm -hmm. It's not my number one, though.
0: Well, that was my number two.
1: I know, but I only have one left.
0: Right. (laughs) You just said that like, that's your number two, but it's not my number one.
1: Didn't make my list.
0: What is your number one?
1: My number one Mm -hmm. is when Christopher crashes Friday night dinner. Me too. I mean, that's, oh my God, we were both like, this episode wins. Like, it didn't matter what happened anymore. It wasn't
0: a great Buffy week, but.
1: No, it was Dead Man's Party, I think, right? Which has
0: good moments, but it was just like, uh, no, no, not this episode. Compared to this Gilmore Girls.
1: All that stuff had been brewing. And it was like, oh, we have all this like emotional baggage and drama that we're not dealing with because Christopher's not here. And then he's all like, I'm here. (laughs) Let's deal with this. It's good for so many reasons because we got to hear his point of view. We got to hear Lorelai's point of view. But also, like Emily was like giving Lorelai such a hard time, you know, about everything. And, and she then,
0: keeps saying, like, I didn't invite him. It wasn't me. Because like she had been meddling. Yes. She had like called Christopher to try mm-hmm. to fix it.
1: So you think it's Emily, you realize it's not. And then Emily sees her daughter's point of view and like tells Christopher to leave. Yeah. So it was just it was just great. It was well written. It was well acted. It was awesome. Rory was good in that scene too because she also had drama with her dad. Mm-hmm. There was a motorcycle. I mean, what else do you want?
0: Yeah, it was a very good scene overall.
1: And it was unexpected.
0: Yeah, well I knew, but yeah.
1: Right, obviously you knew because you had read about that in the Prophecy.
0: Yes, the Gilmore Girls Prophecy book.
1: So Stacy, you've already had the same number one. Is there anything more you want to say about that scene?
0: I don't think so. I think we talked about it together.
1: Great. Alright, so we also each chose one bad moment from the season or our least favorite moment.
0: What's yours, Brian? I think I know. But maybe you'll surprise me.
1: It's tough. You think I know? It's tough. Uh, (laughs) I think you you know. You think I know? (laughs) No, I don't. I just have wing it written on here. Uh, Yeah, you probably know. So I want to just say my my runner ups real quick. Your runner down? for (laughs) My runner downs for least favorite moment. I really didn't like the whole swan fight thing. That whole plot line, it really bothered me, and I didn't like the writing. Okay, but, and there's something else I didn't like, but that's, we're not here to list all the things we don't like, but I will say this, it's the, it's, you probably can guess it, the Keg Max episode. It's where Lorelai, like, keeps bothering Max, even though he, like, explicitly tells her to leave him alone.
0: I thought you were going to say it's when she won't leave Luke alone with the turndown service, which is the same episode.
1: That is also awful. was awful but one of those things it's like you're an awkward person making a silly thing the other one is like hey Lorelai like you're you're doing like a morally bad thing this man's asking you to please leave him alone
0: I know it was weird
1: likewise though Max is fucking weird this whole season where he's got that weird speech about like I support men wearing dresses but I don't want to be seen with them and behind their back I'm gonna say I don't know I'm like what it's yeah. like someone who's not progressive tried to write a progressive character I don't even understand
0: that was a very weird choice
1: what about you? I want to know your worst, least favorite moment.
0: So, my runner down was turned down. Yeah. But I went with those stupid Stars Hollow High moms, like, confronting Lorelai in the street after she gives this- The dead Squad? Yeah.
1: She's like a gaggle of Karens.
0: Like, they asked her to give this presentation. Right. It goes badly, because they just want to know about pregnancy. But, like, it's not on her to be like, stop asking me these questions.
1: Yeah, she didn't say, like, hey, let's talk about my pregnancy.
0: Yeah, she wasn't even like, yeah, pregnancy's great. I recommend the younger the better. But then they just, like, confront her about it afterwards. And it's like, you, you could have told them to stop asking the questions she yeah. wasn't running the class
1: exactly it just
0: felt like a stupid story the whole like luke and Lorelai giving speeches thing i don't even really know what that accomplished just gave them something to do a reason for lorelei and luke to be together that wasn't romantic yeah but I, I just that episode was probably the weakest episode of the season at least in the top few
1: i heard that lane died in that episode <laughs>
0: She dyed her hair, if you're not sure what Brian's talking about.
1: It was an amazing joke. I know people are tuning in for diamonds like that.
0: Uh, Yeah, that sound I just made is my heartiest laugh.
1: (laughs) Okay, Stacey, there's just a few more things to discuss here. What do you think is the best episode of Gilmore Girls Season 3?
0: I, again, have a top five, but I... Going with Haunted Leg. That's the episode where Christopher shows up at the end, but there's also more. After the Christopher scene, there's the scene with Jess and Rory fighting in Doses about how ridiculous Rory's being about the whole Dean thing.
1: And we finally get his perspective.
0: Yes. And you and I ultimately didn't really like how the whole Francie story panned out. Right. And I didn't remember how it panned out, but the setup for it was very interesting. Mm -hmm. I liked the drama with Rory and Francie in that episode.
1: Agreed. I also picked Haunted Leg. Mm. It's just, I mean, it's a great episode. So let, let us not forget the Kirk dating
0: yes I, that was the other thing I was going to mention love that
1: yeah and I I don't know it like didn't come off as creepy
0: no I think he genuinely just wanted to go on a date with her and I mean maybe she did lie to him she just isn't interested in him right the reason she says she doesn't want to go out with him is because she's not over Christopher, but like she's not going to take her.
1: Not until season five.
0: But like every moment with him checking in with her was hilarious. Yep. I can't remember the specific scenes of that episode anymore, but I think a lot of it was funny.
1: I remember the meeting outside of Doe and it was super funny.
0: Yeah. It wasn't just that final couple of fights. The whole episode was like just firing on all
1: cylinders. Yep. There's other episodes with great scenes, but like you said, it's funny the whole way through. It's emotional and it's all like they, they put the best parts right at the end. It's great.
0: My other top five, I'll just run through them real fast, but basically the other four we've talked about because they contain our favorite moments, but the Thanksgiving one. Yes. Dear Emily and Richard, which is the one with the flashbacks. Right. That was maybe my second favorite. I like that one a lot.
1: Everything in that hospital in present day was hilarious.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, Let the Games Begin, which is the one where they visit Yale and Richard tricks Rory into having the meeting. Mm-hmm. And the finale. Those are Strings Pinocchio. It's very good.
1: Yeah, those are all good.
0: But yeah, Haunted Leg, I think I just have to go with. Yeah, I agree. I think I like it more than the finale.
1: I mean, I was going to say Here Comes the Sun. Right. It's just best episode of television in general.
0: I don't know that that was the worst episode of the season. Maybe it was. Hard to say. It wasn't very good, but I really didn't like that hair-dyeing episode.
1: Yeah, that also was terrible.
0: those are the one where, like, Lorelai's trying to give a deposition for her mom. That one was kind of boring. The one with
1: the fencing. No, oh, yeah, where Paris is mad at her, even though she, like, knows. Deep Throat. Fake and the photos. That was so stupid. The whole storyline seems so manufactured.
0: Yeah. But we liked the setup in Haunted Lake. Yeah. Okay, Ryan, do you have any predictions for season four?
1: Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So season four is all about Luke and Lorelai getting together. I don't think they're gonna get together till the end of the season. Or it's gonna be at the end of the season, Lorelei confesses her love for him. To whom? To Luke. Oh, okay. Because they set up this season that, they set up that there's something going on there. Dream-wise between them, right?
0: Oh, yeah. They're both having dreams about each other. So
1: I think, and I feel like you can only give us relationship blue balls for so long. Like, they're gonna have to pull this trigger. Obviously, it's not gonna work out.
0: Because it's too soon? There's seven seasons? Because there's
1: seven seasons. So I don't think they're gonna get together and they're just happy from five to seven. I think there's gonna be drama. But I do think that we're gonna finally explore this. Uh, that's my big thing. I think Rory's going to go to college. I think she's going to meet another guy, but I think Jess is going to come back and maybe complicate that. I think Dean's wedding is not going to work. I think he might get married and then it'll go sour. I think he might not even get married though. I don't think we're done with the Dean stuff yet. I think he might, his relationship might fall apart, but he goes back to Rory, but it's too late. I don't know. We're going to find out. Mm. Also, Alex might be in an episode. Might be. I don't have any predictions for Emily and Richard other than I'm sure they're going to fight Lorelei.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like in a Buffy manner?
1: Uh, yeah, I think they're going to have a Gilmore Fest and <laughs> it's it's going to be rough.
0: Oh, Richard and Emily.
1: Uh, I imagine we're going to meet a lot of new characters though, right? Because Rory's going to college, so it's, we're going to meet a bunch of new ones. I don't know anything about what those characters will be. Oh, I predict a love interest for Paris.
0: Only because you know of one.
1: <laughs> I, I do know that Paris does date Jonathan his name is Doyle
0: yeah uh, I truly don't remember when that happens but it, it's true that happens
1: I mean it's somebody spoiled that for me because I talked about Jonathan from Buffy. and they're like oh my god Doyle pairs really puts him through the ringer when they date and I'm like okay so that happens uh so yeah that's my predictions
0: cool I'm excited for you to find out how wrong you were oh
1: ooh. ooh.
0: I mean, some stuff was close.
1: Also, Giles will probably be in season four.
0: Oh, my God. Lorelai and Giles.
1: I would pay to see that.
0: Giles would hate Lorelai.
1: Giles should be Rory's father. Oh, God. Wouldn't it be sweet if Rory was a slayer? yeah she's like too petite to be a slayer. I think.
0: Buffy's the tiniest woman in the world. Rory's tall.:
1: You're absolutely right that Sarah Michelle Geller is tiny, but I, I I don't know. you're right. you're absolutely right. I just believe I guess I've just seen her do it. Yeah, so I wh-
0: what buy are you a- talking about? <laughs> I mean, Rory's not like buff, but he's like buff thin
1: and like Sarah Michelle Geller is like
0: also thin.
1: She's thin, but she- yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right.
0: I know. Okay, Brian, I didn't even think about this, but which season was better? I forgot we had to think about this. I mean, I know what the numbers say, but what does Brian say?
1: I think Buffy was a better season, honestly.
0: I think I do too.
1: I don't think Gilmore was a bad... I I love Gilmore. I think it's a good show. I'm going to say that every time, so I'm not shitting on Gilmore Girls, but I think Buffy overall was consistently better this season.
0: I think Gilmore Girls did have more bad episodes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I do think Buffy was better. There wasn't much bad about Buffy, and I liked the season of Gilmore Girls a lot, but I feel like they kind of dropped the Jess and Rory storyline a bit.
1: They did that with Faith and Buffy. It's interesting how both shows seem to just be like, we're just not going to address that huge plot thing.
0: Yeah, we just put that in like every other episode. Like, there were so many episodes where Jess was in it, but we didn't see him interact with Rory.
1: Yeah, and it's like, that's what we've been waiting for for like two seasons now. What are yeah. we doing? Let's see them make out. Come on. So I'm tuning in. I'm not in my 30s tuning in to Gilmore to watch teens make out, though.
0: Okay, so we agree it was Buffy?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, that's how I feel, and if that's how you feel, then I guess we agree.
0: Well, the math agrees as well, Brian.
1: This is our ratings of the episodes.
0: Yeah, I've done some tabulations. Just to remind everyone, there was a tie, so I'm only, I'm just not counting that one. There's 22 episodes, these numbers add up to 21. You voted for 11 Buffy's and 10 Gilmore's? Pretty close. Yeah. And I voted for 12 Buffy's and 9 Gilmore's, so I really thought Buffy was better. We may talked about this but I think Gilmore was like pretty consistent throughout yeah. where Buffy was maybe kind of weak up top and then very strong finish
1: yeah I feel like the first couple episodes of Buffy weren't amazing
0: you voted for Gilmore the first three episodes of the season yeah I
1: feel like every Buffy episode has some funny lines and stuff in it but there's some that just really aren't as strong as others
0: and this brings our overall totals to... Now, keep in mind, season one, we doubled up on Gilmore Girls. So sometimes we were voting like two Gilmores versus one Buffy. So it's a little weird. But so far, you voted for 33 Buffys and 24 Gilmores. And I voted for 27 Buffys and 30 Gilmores. Hmm. We're both still favoring our own shows, but I'm giving in a little more, I would say. If you you should try harder to like Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: I feel like my, my voting has been pretty fair.
0: Yeah, it totally I vote happened.
1: my heart. I'm joking.
0: I honestly think it'll probably exactly tie in the end.
1: <laughs> I would be surprised. I'm interested to see how these later seasons go, though. Because I know. some people, I remember liking some seasons of Buffy much more than others. So I'm interested to see how those seasons play out.
0: Me too. If you want to watch along next week, we will be starting season four of both shows. On Sunday. Whatever. <laughs> Starting with Gilmore Girls Season 4, Episode 1, Ballrooms and Biscotti.
1: As well as Buffet the Vampire Slayer Season 4, Episode 1, The Freshman.
0: In the meantime, we'd love to hear your thoughts on Season 3 of both shows.
1: Were these good seasons, in your opinion?
0: What were your favorite episodes and moments?
1: Did you think one show had a better season than the other? Do you agree with our ratings? What do you think?
0: Yeah, were we totally wrong about Haunted Leg? We like it, okay?
1: Was Men's your favorite episode of all time?
0: Were all of your top five moments Giles related?
1: (laughs) Let us know. You can reach out to us by following us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Slayer, where we post all kinds of interactive and behind-the-scenes content. If you're not following us on TikTok, you should. We do a sketch for every single episode.
0: Yeah, that's how some of you found us.
1: If you're like, oh my god, I wish someone had done a really funny joke about the fish people from Go Fish, we've got one.
0: Yeah, we're getting a little self-referential, too. It's a whole thing. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We love hearing from you, and it really helps us get discovered by even more Buffy and more fans.
1: And if you leave us a review, we'll leave you a shout-out on the upcoming podcast.
0: For even more comedy content not related to the podcast, be sure to follow us at Brian and Stacey. Brian with a Y, Stacey with an E-Y.
1: That's right. We also make comedy sketches, play board games, and review movies in a similar style to our podcast. For all this and more, please be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, also called Brian and Stacey.
0: Don't forget to subscribe to our Patreon. And you can always send us an email at Reviews at gmail.com.
1: All right, Stacy, let's go to
0: college.
1: (laughs)